My name is Van Gilmer, and I'm a resident of Wilmette. I've been there, been here in Wilmette for uh, the past 15 years. Um, I'm an African-American, and I was born in the south of the United States during segregated America. Van participated in the civil rights movement, specifically the sit-ins, as a teenager. I'm the music director at the Baha'i House of Worship, and that's why I'm here in the Wilmette area. I had hoped I would be able to live in a place very close to where I work, uh, not realizing that I would also move to an area that has very few African-Americans or people of color. So I've been working much of my last few years here on uh, groups like Healing Everyday Racism in Our Schools, called HEROES, on RAIN, which is Race Awareness in the North Shore, and on the board of TIBA, which is Together is Better Alliance. In today's episode, we'll be focusing on HEROES, but if you'd like to check out any of the other organizations, their links will be in the description. HEROES was founded in 2018. To tell us how and why it got started, here's Van Gilmer, followed by fellow HEROES member and Baha'i, Alan Hatchett. The two people, the husband and wife, who start, started being concerned were Baha'is. Who lived in Wilmette and had a daughter um, of color who was in eighth grade, was about to be going into Nutrier. And um, we heard about some racist graffiti that had happened at the school. And so there were like two incidents of, of the graffiti that had happened within a short amount of time. And then um, a letter came out from the uh, superintendent. The letter from the superintendent was sent to Guy Mount, the husband of the couple about to send their daughter to Nutrier. Mount was a PhD student at the University of Chicago studying African-American history at the time, and consequently was very aware and interested in the deep-rooted segregation in the Nutrier township. So he got wind of this and um, was a little bit concerned that the reaction was kind of a, this is no big deal. We found the person who did it and they're going to be reprimanded and everything's fine. Don't worry about it. They became very concerned and pulled a couple of us together. Friends, connections, other parents, community members, um, teachers, students. We wanted to just get as wide of a breadth of different people from the community together to start talking. We started trying to arrange a, a way to make it known that there are people who want something done about it. And um, Heroes grew from that. Although Heroes was started by Baha'is, it's a secular organization with community-wide goals. We wanted to write a letter to the school with a list of recommendations. The first part we did was just also do a little bit of searching. How common is this? You know, are we off base? Is it really not a big problem or, or what's the going on? And, and ended up collecting a handful of stories and talking to people. And, and yes, for those students of color, hearing the racist language was common at the school. Like it was, it was something that they were used to on a regular basis. As a group, they came up with eight suggestions for Nutrier to become a safer learning environment for students of color which they wrote in a letter to, and later presented to the school board. We don't have time to delve deeply into all eight recommendations, but there's information about them on HERO's website, which is linked. 
but here's a brief overview of the eight. Our first recommendation was regularly meeting with students and parents of color, concerned parents and alumni. Hiring a diverse workforce was our second recommendation. The next two are developing an anti-racist culture and curriculum and funding and training a student bias response team. Number five, which is implementing a restorative justice system, is about changing nature's disciplinary actions from punishments like detention to restorative methods, which means educating the student about why what they did is wrong and giving them a chance to heal the wound they caused. So then our sixth recommendation was bringing back seminar day. This, according to Alan, will be happening in the 2021-2022 school year. The last two recommendations were the opening access to resources and building affordable housing. These two are ambitious goals that involve more than just the school and HEROES has been really leaning into recently. I wanted to know if the school administration and parents listened to these requests. And everyone I talked to pointed to the murder of George Floyd in the summer of 2020, two years after HEROES was founded, as the point when the school and the community as a whole began to get involved with HEROES. Here's Jennifer Lind, a North Shore resident and HEROES member, talking about how things changed after that day. Before May, or really June 1st, 2020, we were often a dozen or 15, a group of 15 friends and community members and parents um, discussing sort of how we could heal racism. What, what could we do as a community? And here's Alan Hatchett again. Finding people who, who cared enough to like show up and take action and, and be involved wasn't as easy, wasn't always as easy. You know, it's like there are people who are like, oh yeah, that's interesting. And then, you know, wouldn't want to come. Or there'd be people who were like, you, you know, agreed with the concepts, but were like, I don't think that's a problem at Nutria. You know, like my kid hasn't had that problem. I haven't heard anything about this. You know, like I, I care about the issue, but like that doesn't seem like something that we need to be worrying about in this community. In early 2020, they were still having trouble garnering interest beyond their core group. I remember actually, and it was in April and early May, we had an agenda, very like just a couple items. And we were just kind of staying in conversation to keep moving towards these goals. And then in June, we were just meeting on Zoom after it was only our third or fourth time with a Zoom meeting. All of a sudden, in the aftermath of the video of George Floyd's killing, the interest in racism and trying to get involved and do something to heal racism, it grew uh, suddenly and tremendously. And all of a sudden we had, um, I shouldn't quote the numbers, we should ask someone else because I want to be sure of the numbers, but you can look at our Facebook page. Um, we went from 15, 20 people to hundreds. Indeed, today, Heroes Facebook group has 297 members. And we were part of other organizations that helped organize a big walk June 6th last year at the school in, in Winneka. Many of you may have participated in this Winneka walk. Here's Van Gilmer talking more about organizing it. We were told we could use outside of Nutria, but don't come up to the port, port of the main campus in Winneka. But, but don't come at the school. You can do it out in front of the school, but don't come at a school. Well, we, we got there that Saturday morning. People started arriving. We, we're thinking 80. We, you know, if we could get 80, it would be good. Well, it was obviously hundreds. And then it became thousands. Uh, we, we couldn't believe this many people had our concern. 
I mean, we had hundreds of people and standing in front of Nutrier and it was like just feeding into the, to the street. We had no control. Like we totally took over the streets at that point. Didn't have them blocked off from the police. The police were nice enough. They knew we were going to be there and they'd kind of like had some, you know, police officers ready to kind of help us. But ultimately we ended up like walking down the street and there was just cars driving past us as we were taking over the street. Um, and it was so many people. And what I think was the most distinct thing to me is that before that meeting, we had our eight recommendations, most of which were very targeted at the school, you know, things we wanted the school to do. The last two were larger systematic institutional kind of re uh, recommendations that were really very difficult for the school to do anything about directly. One was to support uh, low-income housing in the community, which the school doesn't directly deal with housing, right? And the other was to share their resources with underfunded schools in the Chicago area, which it's a great idea, but like what school is gonna give up its money mm -hmm. to other schools without being told to? So every single time we, we read through the recommendations with like someone from the school, they always just got a little bit like the last two, they were just like, yeah, we can't talk about those. Or like, we can't touch, you, you know, we can't talk about these, right? Like even, even the people like inside the school who are really supportive of us and the ideas were like, we, we don't talk about the last two recommendations. Like we just, we just skip them. When we read the recommendations out loud to the group of people at the March, I was so worried that when we got to the last two, because I mean, we're standing with like Nutria behind us looking at like million, multi-million dollar houses in front of us. And we're going to say like, we need low income housing and we need to take money away from the school and give them to like low income housing schools in Chicago. Like I was expecting booze from the people who like lived in the houses because they were in their yards, you know? So it's like, it's not just the people who were like in, in favor of us. Like there are people who I'm like, they're, they're here watching us and I don't think that they agree with us, you know? And so I was like really nervous, but like we got the biggest cheers for those last two. It just blew me away. I was like, so impressed. I was like, what happened? And like, that's the biggest change. I think after George Floyd died, like we talk about all eight recommendations. And so heroes had to think now about how it can be, begin to organize even more with the, all the people who wanted to join it. And we had to make sure people who want to join want to work, want, want to, you know, want to not just be a, in name a member. And, and so uh, we kind of reorganized to have a, 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 the smaller original group as the core group that, that would meet and then bring things to the larger group. And that's, that's been happening through, throughout this, uh, last year. It's now been over a year since the murder of George Floyd. And before we go, let's hear from Alan Hatchett about whether he's noticed that the acknowledgement of the racism in our community and the enthusiasm to help solve it has continued in that time. It has. It has. Um, I mean, there was definitely some initial support where like people, a lot of people were interested and wanting to get involved and some of them have, have kind of fallen off. Um, so there, there was a little bit of like, you know, initial support that that's kind of waned, but definitely the growth that we have had has been largely sustained and, and captured. 
um, even to the points of like the low income housing. I mean, that was one of the things that was on our list, but you know, we were working on the other items on the, on the list. You know, we, we didn't have as much capacity amongst us as a, as a local group to really push for all the different issues. Um, but afterwards, like we got people who joined the group who were like, yeah, low income housing, like we want to work on that. We're creating a subgroup that's dedicated to that. And like that subgroup started and, and kept pushing things and worked to, to push the issue in the city of Wilmette and Wilmette had had um, a housing uh, committee um, and it had, it had kind of fallen apart. Like they just hadn't replaced people on it. It wasn't meeting anymore. It was gone. And that has been revived. And so that group like really pushed the, the city to revive the housing and the human relations committee as well, uh, which is the sort of like trying to make a city inviting to people from all walks of life and all different you know, backgrounds and cultures and races. Um, and so those two, those two committees have been revived at the city level. And like, there's people that we know that like heroes members who have gotten onto those committees and they're starting to get active and working. So like even the most kind of like far reaching of our goals action has happened on in this, you know, in this year. So absolutely. I think we've seen sustained work in this area because of this. This is certainly encouraging that a group as dedicated as heroes to making the North Shore more equitable has seen some real progress. But it was clear from all my conversations with heroes members that they believe we have a lot of work ahead of us. With its new members, heroes has some new projects that they're working on, and I encourage all of you to check out their website and Facebook page, which are both linked in the description, to learn more. Also, Gen Z Frenzy hopes to continue to work with heroes on episodes that dive deeper into some of the goals touched on in this episode. That's all for now. Thanks so much for listening. And for all of our student listeners, best of luck on the new year. <laughs>